Hello and welcome to this, my special Christmas edition of Talking Dogs. I'm Graham Hall, but you can call me the dog father if you like. Over the last 10 years, I've helped train loads of dogs and people alike. And you might have caught me doing just that on television's dogs behaving very badly. Well, now I'm here too, sharing my advice and experience with you directly on this podcast. Today's uh, a little different. We start to get into the Christmas spirit and I wanted to share a few things I thought was important for you to think about around this time of year. From festive foods and health hazards to dog-friendly presents and new visitors to your house. Well, it wouldn't be the Christmas edition of a dog podcast without saying a dog's for life, not just for Christmas. And that, that's a, a phrase that's been around for, for donkey's years. In fact, I can tell you exactly where it comes from. 1978, a lady called Clarissa Baldwin, who was the head of the National Canine Defence League, which then became the Dogs Trust as we know it now. She coined the phrase because back then there was a real pattern of people taking dogs from rehome shelters in December and then they would all come back between January and March, which was at the time it took for people to get fed up of this new puppy that they'd gotten not thought through and so up came the phrase things have changed a lot since 1978 and things are on the right way but i think it's very important still to think in terms of a dog isn't an appropriate gift to just give somebody for christmas you'd like to think that it went without saying these days but i don't think it does because it does still happen what you're actually giving people is a whole lot of commitment, a lot of hard work, quite a lot of mopping up if it's a puppy. And if you think about it, that might not be the ideal Christmas present, not for them and not for the puppy. So I think if you're going into this for the wrong reasons, then getting a puppy or a dog at Christmas time is always going to be a bad idea. It really needs to be thought through very, very carefully. So I just shudder at the thought of, you know, a puppy in a, in a box with a bow on the top and all that kind of thing. Surprise, surprise, darling, you know. Don't do that, I would say. However, if you've been thinking about getting a puppy for quite some time, perhaps you've been thinking about it in the family, it's a considered decision, something that you're going to do anyway, then there is an argument, I suppose, of saying, look, when a puppy comes to your house or a new dog, it's great if you're off work for a couple of weeks, um, so you can really put some good time in, get them bedded into some good routines before you start to go back to work. If you think about it, Christmas actually follows that pattern, doesn't it? Um, we're going to have a couple of weeks off, many of us. A bit like lockdown. So during lockdown, people were saying, look, just don't get a puppy just for lockdown, just to amuse yourselves. Absolutely right. Quite agree with that. However, if you'd been thinking of it for months any Anyway, it's something that you are going to do. Actually, you know, there is an argument that, you know, the puppy's already been born, probably. The dogs are already out there in a rehome. Then then that's the place to go. So if it was the case in the 70s that rescue centres were sort of emptying out in December because people were getting a rescue dog to give us a gift, it's actually gone the other way around. And I hear from rescue centres now that sometimes, the, particularly the week or two before Christmas, dogs get, frankly, dumped there because people can't cope with the idea of visitors coming around and their dog being badly behaved and all that kind of thing. <laughs> There's just no substitute for preparation, is there? Trying out the problems that you might have with your dog before the family arrives. Now, we've got a couple of weeks to go before Christmas. You can do a bit now. Isn't it sad that people just get rid of their dog? Because, you know, they basically didn't bother to train them all year and then they end up giving them away at this time of year. How sad for the dog. So, I think a lot of this is... It's all down to why are you getting a dog? Are you getting a dog just because it's a cute, fun thing to give at Christmas, a bit like a big bar of chocolate, or are you getting it because it was something you were going to do anyway? And this is a good time. So that's the way I see it. 
there you go. Here endeth the sermon on getting a puppy or a dog for Christmas. But if you're listening to this podcast, the chances are you probably already have a dog, right? So let's talk about what you can do uh, in order to prepare your dog for Christmas. So there's loads of things around at Christmas that are very different to the rest of the year. And there are some dangers out there. So I don't want to get on a, on a downer about Christmas. It, this isn't completely bar humbug. But I think we need to be a bit sensible and just think in advance. So health and safety. I know, I'm sorry, it's a bit boring, but it's very necessary. Electrics and cables. Now, if there's one thing dogs do, they'll investigate something that's new. The dogs are curious and they haven't got hands that are handy like ours, so they tend to use their teeth. So you sling a new cable along the, the, the living room on the way to the, the, the Christmas tree or whatever it is, and there's a good chance that you know your dog's going to go and, and, and nibble at the thing. So just think very carefully about routing, and when you do put a new cable in, just watch your dog very carefully. The, the first day or two are the, are the key times, and after that they kind of go, oh, that's, that's kind of boring. So think about electrics. Baubles on Christmas trees and small ornaments, often very breakable, so I would tend to keep them out of the path of the dogs or cats of course if you got them as well cats love things like baubles um they spend all day batting at them which is hilarious of course until they break and then you're in trouble so so keep the baubles up out of the way uh, holly and mistletoe as well as christmas tree pine needles can cause upset stomachs in dogs and th- the spikes as well can cause internal damage funny isn't it how things like pine needles and holly tend to be spiky clear up as soon as they drop up them in a place where you, your dog can't get to them just just give a bit of thought to where you're going to cite those things Even if this isn't your first Christmas uh, with your dog, it's a year since last Christmas, right? By definition. That's a long time for a dog. So if they didn't show interest in this kind of stuff last year, don't take it for granted that they won't take too much interest this year. So just be careful, I think. Another quick thought, having a tree inside the house, pretty unusual, really. Most of us don't have a tree inside the house. Dogs don't get it. They go, it's a tree. What do I do with a tree? I cock my leg, right? So that's something to be aware of. Uh, say no more. Once you've decorated the room, don't let the dog in the room on their own. Right? For the first two or three days, I'd be supervised and watch them like a hawk. You know, Don't be overly anxious. We want everybody to enjoy it. But you know, do sit down, just have a normal, normal sort of time, watch the telly, chill out, but just keep an eye on the dog. And as soon as they go to do something that you think, oh, that's going to get you in trouble, you just need to tell them no. Or even better, think about changing the setup, maybe, maybe move things around. Eh? You could practice a leave command in the lead up to Christmas. So about now is a good time to do it. So how do you do that? Right, well... Pretty simple. Put something on the floor. You could have your dog on leave, for example. Put something on the floor um, that you think they might show interesting. When they go towards it, you say, leave. If need be, you kind of restrain them with the the lead. Don't just hold on for dear life because they'll pull against you and pull towards it, ironically. But you can give them gently a, a flick on the lead. No, if they back off, once you said leave, you can give them a treat. So they get a treat for, for listening to leave and backing off from the thing. If you practice that with lots of different items in the run-up to decorating the room, then that's going to stand you in good stead. There are loads of foods around at Christmas that are bad for dogs. And you might argue, bad for us as well. So let's start with the obvious one. I think everybody knows chocolate. Bad for dogs, bad for me too. I can't can't leave the stuff alone. You really shouldn't let your dog have any chocolate at all. Now, you can buy doggy chocolate drops. I, I just, I, just like, why would you, really? Why would you train your dog to eat things that taste a bit like chocolate and go, that's something that's suitable for you? It, to me, it doesn't make sense. So I wouldn't do that. 
Lots of Christmas foods have raisins in or various different kinds of dried fruits. So uh, mince pies, Christmas pudding spring to mind. It's a concentrated version of, of a grape, of course, and, and, and a grape's poisonous to dogs. How many grapes are in a mince pie? If you think about how many raisins are in there, um, that's a very concentrated version of something that's poisonous to a dog, so just avoid that. Macadamia nuts are bad for dogs, can be very uh, poisonous. A very small amount of macadamia nuts can kill a small dog. Onions and garlic, well, that applies all year, of course, but, but a lot of the food we're having this time of year has got onion and garlic and stuff in that kind of thing. And I'd avoid putting any food under the tree. You know, if you've got treats that you're going to give to each other or hanging off the treat, they'll sniff them out. You know, good dogs um, sense the smell is, so leave them somewhere else. What should you do if your dog eats one of those things that you think might be poisonous to them? Well, there are emergency vets that are on call right through the Christmas. And as much as you wouldn't want to ruin their Christmas, because they may well be sat at home with their family too, they'd rather you called them than your dog was poisoned. So if you have to call, do call them. But what I would say is prevention is always better than cure. Well, what things can you treat your dogs to? As a general rule, I would always say feed them dog food, not human food, right? And there are sort of treats that you can get at the, the pet shops that are suitable for, for dogs. But there are one or two things that you can get of ours because I know a lot of people just, just love to give them the leftovers from the food. There are things that you could give them. A small amount of turkey, salmon, for example. You can make a bit of scrambled egg if you want. A small amount of potatoes, parsnips, that kind of thing should be okay. But as a general rule, feed them dog food. Give them something like that as a special treat and in a small quantity and be very, very careful that any human food you're giving them. And a the last thought on food. A lot of people have a problem with a dog jumping up and uh, eating food from the table or trying to get to food on the table. Um, and they'll be the same people, by and large, that feed the dogs every now and again from the table because they can't help it because the dog's buying <laughs> and dog's begging. So the dog's begging. You give, well, you can see where that's going. If you're going to give them something that they're after from the table, put it in the bowl and put it on the floor after the meal. That's what I would so i started off this podcast saying i'm not going to make it all bar humbug uh, and uh, be uh, negative but i seem to have given you a list of things that you mustn't do really which is all a bit <laughs> it's a bit ebenezer scrooge isn't it so let's Let's do something different. What things can you do for your dog at Christmas? Well, Christmas is a great time. It's a, it's a time of happiness. Kids love it and dogs love it too because you're home, right? So one of the things that you can do is get them a dog puzzle to keep them entertained while everyone around is opening presents and doing their thing. There are some fantastic puzzles you can get now for dogs and they, they sort of slide things, pull little pots off things and get to a little treat inside and that kind of thing. And it keeps their brain active because if there's one thing that tires dogs out it's mental exercise so physical exercise yeah sure come on to that in a second but something like a dog puzzle is just a great present to give them and keeps them from under your feet for a little while it's very much like children so dogs are actually likely to get less attention at certain times at christmas because there's so much else going on all the kids have got new toys we've got new toys there's there's a there's a meal to cook we're busy busy people so uh, that gives them something to do Christmas is a great time of year, of course, our visits around the house. And, and I did an episode a little while ago of this podcast talking about dogs that are nervous, people coming in or react badly to visitors coming in. So if you've got a problem like that, search that episode out because there's some tips there that you can use now to prepare for when people come. 
One of the things about people at Christmas is they walk into the house with even higher energy than before. People at Christmas just aren't normal, are they? You open the door, they're like, ah! I say, oh, here we go. Right. So your dog's thinking, what on earth is going on? Everybody's gone bonkers recently. There are loud noises going on. There can be those party poppers and crackers and all of that malarkey. So it may be, if you've got a dog that you think is going to be particularly sensitive to all that kind of thing, maybe create a little den for them away from the main party, a little sanctuary a place that they can go to so if you use a crate that's a, a good thing make it nice and cozy probably stick a blanket around it uh, that'll soundproof it a little bit as well or maybe you've got a dog that likes to go in the understair cupboard or that kind of thing but nothing new i wouldn't introduce a crate if you didn't already have one i would stick to your walking and feeding routine on the day the only caveat there would be if you've got people coming around at three o'clock this afternoon you might well want to get a walk in and get get your dog really sort of tired out a little bit before they come that would be a nice thing to do in order to get your dog used to people visiting at Christmas because let's be honest they're likely to be descending upon you in their droves at Christmas it would be good if possible to get you know a, a friend or two to visit at different times just just to, to get your dog into the swing of things you know people visit it's no big deal they come they go everything's hunky-dory it's no problem there if you've got a dog that's a little bit nervous when people come in you could arm them with a treat when they come in if you've got a dog that's that's really keen for treats what you mustn't do though is don't get the person to force themselves upon the dog with a treat the worst thing you can do is a stranger walks in under the treat towards a nervous dog and chases the dog all around the house you know going come on there's a treat there's a treat there's a treat the dog's thinking you can keep your treat mate i'm scared of you so you know they can drop it on the floor for example but there's loads of advice like that on the podcast that we did about dogs being nervous with visitors so give that a listen People dress up and wear funny things at Christmas, which is a bit odd to dogs and frankly to humans, right? So we spend all of our time um, telling children not to talk to strangers. And then we explain that once a year, there's going to be this man, right? Who's a big portly gentleman and he's going to be wearing red trousers. And the children are thinking, right? And he's going to be wearing white fur around. He's got a big beard. Okay, right? And he's going to come in the house through the chimney. You mustn't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. You probably won't see him, but we are going to leave him a glass of sherry and the children go but of course and we go yes that's it now we know that's the case but dogs don't know you see they react badly to father christmas sometimes because when they see him out and about sometimes they know it's not the real one and it confuses them so the best thing we can do when we see father christmas or some other people that are dressed as father christmas right just act normally it's all perfectly normal then your dog will start to realize that father christmas is fine now here's the thing I've seen 5,000 dogs now, and never ever have I seen a dog react badly when Father Christmas comes down the chimney in the middle of the night. There's reindeers in the sky, everything's perfectly normal as far as the dog's concerned, and there's a reason for that. Dogs know the real Father Christmas. It's magical. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now, do let me know, what are your New Year's resolutions when it comes to dogs and their training? I think you should be making some. Perhaps you've been struggling with something this year that you'd like to nip in the bud in 2021. Do send an email or a voice note, even better, to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com. 
Christmasbreakfast.com. And as always, I'll do my best to help you out in this podcast. We'll be taking a short Christmas break now, but in the meantime, do rate, review and subscribe to Talking Dogs so we can catch up in the new year. And here's an idea. Point your dog-walking friends in the direction of this podcast, and that would be a great Christmas gift idea. Save your fortune as well. Take care of yourself and, of course, your dogs. Bye for now.